The following is a production of Art Trap Productions, brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Podshock Supporting Subscribers. Go to arttrap.com slash supporter to become a supporting subscriber. Support the show and get extra content and other bonuses. This episode was also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This episode is also supported by the Podshock Podcast Companion app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, now available in the iTunes App Store. Live Stock and Customs, it's Doctor Who Podshock! Doctor Who Podshock. Okay, well, let's do it now. I you know, whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> For the best in all things Doctor Who, it's Doctor Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest-running science fiction television program with Louis Trapani. Hello. Ken Deep. Hello. James Norton. Hello. News. Fabulous. Reviews. Oh, no. And fan mail for James. Uh, over 40,000. Doctor Who Podshock from the Gallifreyan Embassy. You know, that guy James was really cool. Oh, yeah, we blew that. I'm the Doctor, and who are you? Who are you? The Gallifreyan Embassy presents Doctor Who Podshock, episode 238. This is Louis Trapani, and James will be joining me in just a moment. And Ken is, as they say, well, he's on assignment. Well, they say that. We don't say that, of course. And as we record this, Gallifrey 1's Catch-22 Islands of Mystery starts less than a week away. Just as a reminder, we have a meet-and-greet Thursday night at the Convention Hotel. That's the Los Angeles Airport Marriott Hotel. That's Thursday the 17th of February at 10 p.m. local time. Please do come by and say hi. Go to our website and you can RSVP us. At the meetup, you can meet some of the people responsible for bringing you this show to you for, well, almost six years now, including hosts, correspondents, contributors, supporters... And, well, you never know who else might stop by. Like last year, we'll be recording segments there for an upcoming Doctor Who Podshock episode. It's a whole lot of fun and something that you won't want to miss. That's Thursday night at 10 p.m. on the 17th of February. Plus, once again on Sunday, we take to the stage with a live recording of Doctor Who Podshock at 2 p.m. on Sunday. That's the 20th of February with two special surprise guests in addition to our announced guests. For more information, go to podshock.net. For details on our live show, once again taking place on stage at 2 p.m. on Sunday, February 20th at Gallifrey One's Catch-22 Islands of Mystery. And if you are a supporting subscriber and you are going to Gallifrey One this year, please let us know ahead of time so that we could contact you in case something comes up that we can invite you to. Don't know what that might be. Nothing's planned at this point, but you never know at Gallifrey One what might arise. And in the past, we've opened it up to supporting subscribers. Not a whole lot of news since our last show, but a couple items that we want to bring to your attention. First of all, a correction. In last episode, I had misread David Walliams' name as Williams. It's David Walliams who will be in the next series of Doctor Who playing an alien. Apologies for that. And thanks to those that had pointed it out. 
Also, The Mirror is reporting that Matt Smith is to play the author, Christopher Isherwood, who inspired the musical Cabaret in a 90-minute movie that's to be transmitted on BBC Two later this month. In further casting news, Lily Cole, who I believe is a fashion model in the UK, will be playing some sort of sea creature in the upcoming series of Doctor Who, in particular, the pirate story set in the 17th century. As long as she's not playing Sigmund the Sea Monster. And finally, in more casting news, this time for a Torchwood Miracle Day, there's talk that Wayne Knight may be in Torchwood Miracle Day, according to what has been implied in tweets coming out of the Torchwood production. I don't think there's been any official announcement as of yet, but, but we can connect the dots and assume that, well, at least, at the very least, that Wayne Knight was on the set there, or on location with Torchwood Miracle Day. Perhaps he was just visiting. Who knows? And for those that may be scratching their head on who Wayne Knight is, if you're a fan of the popular comedy series Seinfeld in the U.S., all I'll say is, hello, Newman. If not, if you've seen Jurassic Park, he was the instigator there. And a reminder, in addition to our meetup in First Life at Gallifrey One this year, we are having our seasonal meetup on Second Life later this month on the 27th. That's a Sunday this time in the Doctor Who Experience. That's the land of Katrina on Second Life. There will be information on our website for details on that. It's free to sign up and join and visit us. All you need is a modern computer as well as broadband internet. And you can join us no matter where you are no matter where you're located on this planet or any other planet, as long as you have internet and the Second Life software, which is free, as I said. Hopefully we'll get that information up on the website as soon as possible. If it's not there yet, you can always do a search for Second Life on our site. The information is the same as our other past meetups, just the date has changed. It's the 27th, Sunday, the 27th of February. Whether you're going to our meetup on First Life or not, you're still welcome at a Second Life meetup on the 27th. Remember to stay up to date on Doctor Who. You can visit our website at podshock.net. We have forums and news sections there and, and regular columns or blogs, if you will. Check it out, podshock.net. There's lots of information there that doesn't make it into the podcast as well. I know lately there's been a lot of talk about Gallifrey One's Catch-22 Islands of Mystery, the convention that's coming up very shortly, but there's more Doctor Who news going on, more Doctor Who news and more Doctor Who happenings, and one of which is after 15 years after it was originally transmitted here in the U.S. and in the U.K., the 1996 Doctor Who movie with Paul McGann and Daphne Ashbrook will finally be coming to North America. Well, actually, as I record, this has finally come to North America in the form of a DVD release. Yes, no longer will you have to get the Region 2 DVD and Watch it in various different ways in the U.S. Now you can get a native Region 1 release available now. And details on where you can purchase one is on our website. As you know, the movie stars Daphne Ashbrook as Grace Holloway, Dr. Grace Holloway. And as you know, she's a friend of Dr. Who Pachak. And she's going to be returning here on the show in just a couple of minutes to talk about the movie release finally on DVD. She too will be at Gallifrey One this year. Please note, when we recorded this segment, it was just days prior to the release of the DVD. It has since been released, so it is now available. So stay strapped in. We'll be right back with Daphne Atbrook, James Norton, and more. 
This is Peter Davison, and you're listening to the Doctor Who Podshock. Peter Davison will be at Gallifrey One's Catch-22 Islands of Mystery, now only just days away. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we will be bringing our live show recorded on stage there once again, and bringing you extensive coverage and having our meet and greet there. But we can't do all this without your support. And you can support us by becoming a Pachak supporting subscriber. Please, if you haven't done so already, please consider becoming a supporter of the show. Not only will you be getting extra content as well as other exclusives, but you'll also be making everything that we do possible. Now more than ever, we need your support. To learn how to become a supporting subscriber, simply go to podshock.net or arttrap.com and click on the top banner there, the banner towards the top of the page, in regards to becoming a supporter. As always, a big thank you for all those that are already Podshock supporting subscribers. We can't do the show without you, and that is very much the case. Another way you can support this show is signing up with Audible. As you may already know, Audible is the leading provider of digital audiobooks. They have over 75,000 titles to choose from in all various genres, including science fiction and fantasy. They also have a large selection of Doctor Who titles available. Audible content is compatible with iPods, iPhones, MP3 players, over 500 devices for your listening anytime, anywhere. And for you listeners of Doctor Who Podshock, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. To download your free audiobook, simply go to audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap, A-R-T-T-R-A-P, for your free audiobook. And if you've been listening to Doctor Who Podshock for a while, you know we usually have a recommendation or a referral of a possible selection that you could make for your free selection at Audible. Or perhaps if you're already a subscriber to Audible, maybe that would be your choice for this month's audiobook. And we usually pick Doctor Who titles or Doctor Who related titles. And this one is a Doctor Who sort of related title because, as I said, we're going to be talking about the release of the 1996 movie on DVD in this episode, and this is an audiobook read by Paul McGann, the Eighth Doctor. Now, as I said, it's not a Doctor Who title. The title is An Awfully Big Adventure, and it's by Beryl Bainbridge. And as I said, it's read by Paul McGann. It is 1950 in Liverpool, and Stella, just 15 years old, is hired as an assistant stage manager for the Repertory Theatre Company's production of Peter Pan. Meredith, the director, and O'Hara, who plays Captain Hook, envision a light-hearted play unbound by symbolism. But the innocent Stella begins to create an entirely different drama, one that neither man could have imagined. Unlike Peter Pan, Stella grows up all too quickly. When the fire curtain had been lowered and the doors were at last closed, Meredith thought he heard a child crying. He switched on the house lights, but of course there was no one there. Some unfortunate had left a teddy bear perched on the tip-up seat in the third row. The girl was waiting for him in the property room. At his approach, she stepped backwards, as though afraid he would strike her. He didn't look at her. He simply told her, in that particular tone of voice which in the past he'd always used for other people, 
that he wasn't interested in excuses, and that in any case there were none that would fit the bill. I was upset, she protested. Anybody would be. It'll never happen again. They both heard the door opening on the floor above, and footsteps as Rose clumped along the passage. If it was up to me, he said, lowering his voice, you wouldn't get the chance. You're wrong, the girl persisted. He was happy. He kept saying, well done. I'm not old enough to shoulder the blame, not all of it. I'm not the only one at fault. Get out of my sight, he said, and pushing past her, strode up the corridor to waylay Rose. I was encouraged, she shouted after him. Don't you forget that. He slashed the air with his hook. You don't want to be too hard on her, Rose said. She's young. He followed her through the past door and across the dark stage into the auditorium. When Rose saw the teddy bear, she picked it up by one ear and walked on with it dangling against the skirt of her black frock. Did you get through to the wife? asked Meredith. I did, Rose said. She's coming up on the milk train. He climbed the stone steps after her, ducking his head beneath the singing gas mantles until they reached the top floor and the round window overlooking the square. Only the fireman and the rat-catcher came this far. The note, he inquired, did it shed any illumination? You can tell, she said. Bunny saw fit to put a match to it. At this hour the square was empty. The flower sellers had long since gone home, leaving the orange boxes piled up beside the urinals. Between the jagged buildings the lights of ships jumped like sparks above the river. They stood in silence, looking down into the darkness as though waiting for a curtain to rise. There was a sudden seep of orange light as the door of Brown's Café opened, and the slattern in the gumboots staggered out to sling washing up slops into the gutter. Then the girl appeared from out of the side street and began to run in the direction of the telephone box on the corner. Once she looked back and up at the window as though she knew she was observed. At this distance her face was a pale blur. A man with a white muffler wound about his throat rolled from the black shadows of Ice Warehouse, and the girl stopped and spoke to him. He fumbled in his pockets and handed her something. He was holding a bouquet of flowers and a twist of paper. The board won't like it, Meredith said. Rushworth is bound to kick up rough. I'm a match for him, said Meredith. How great that is, listening to Paul McGann reading that. Once again, to download your free audiobook, simply go to audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap, A-R-T-T-R-A-P, for your free audiobook. If you didn't catch that URL, fear not, just go to our website, podshock.net, and you'll find a link to the offer on our site. back here with Dr. Hugh Pachuk, and joining me is James Norton, our regular co-host, and Ken's not in this segment, but James is. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome aboard, James. Thanks, it's a, mate. a bit of a fragmented episode, this episode, but that's okay. That's we, just the way the podcasting goes That's, that's the way we roll sometimes. And joining us is friend of Dr. Hugh Pachuk, the lovely, as always, and beautiful Daphne Ashbrook. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> you sweet talker. Hello, everybody. 
Well, yeah, Daphne, you're, you're no longer a guest here. Now you're just a regular correspondent. You're out, uh, just another <laughs> Los Angeles correspondent. Well, not just another, but we're. I think, you're... I think correspondent doesn't doesn't do do <laughs> this family, lady justice, I'm a really. Member. I'm yes, a that's what I'm saying. You're no longer a guest yeah. now. Now you're you're part of the staff here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unpaid like the rest of us, but <laughs> part of the staff. <laughs> so uh, welcome back to the show, and I want to uh, thank you once again for the lovely time that we you, we had with you back a couple months ago in November at the 25th anniversary for the Gallifrey Embassy. We all had a lovely time, and you made the event that much more special. Oh, that I can't tell you how. That was truly special for me. I, I loved it. Everybody was so wonderful. And it was a really interesting, unique, and special exciting time I mean it was coming off of the whole thing in England and coming back to New York and seeing you guys and and just sort of bringing the whole thing to a close that was perfect mm -hmm. I just had the best time it was lovely thank you so much for having me oh well thank you for being there uh, once again we all had a fantastic time there and uh, we were able to share it with our listeners as well so uh, that's been f uh, fantastic that you were there and we're, at that time we announced that well, that the finally, after this long, long wait, how long has it been now? Well, I guess 15 years now since the 1996 least, yeah. Doctor Who Hi. movie came out in the U.S. on Fox and on BBC. And um, it was a, a joint venture between Fox Universal and, and the BBC. And it, I guess it was tied up in rights and who, you know, as far as it being released on video. And it was only released on DVD in the U.K., and now there's a special edition or and uh, a new edition that's coming out both well I think it already came out in the UK and actually I think it came out that week in November if I'm not mistaken yes yes that's right yeah as far and, as I'm aware anyway I haven't run out and bought it yet but I, I will do <laughs> and, and as I did I ran out and bought it when I was over there so yeah. oh cool all right and, and I listened to it and and uh, it was fascinating it was very educational I had no idea I mean I thought I knew a lot at this point or after all these years of sort of, mm. of of being involved but that was a true eye-opener seeing that all the different commentaries and interviews and it was fascinating and I one of the things that I came away with was I'm so glad I didn't know all of this when I was shooting it because I think I probably would have crumbled under the pressure. You think I had so? no idea. Oh, I just didn't know how, how many years that Philip Siegel had been fighting to get the thing made and uh, all the hopes and and everything was hinging on it, and it was so intense. And I was just like, "This is amazing!" I'm so glad that I got it. I actually listened to it on my computer in the back of a car while we were driving to Sheffield. I'm sorry, Newcastle, <laughs> Newcastle, okay. and, and it was you know we were in the car for six hours or something. So I really had some time to just sit and listen to everything, and it was fascinating and um, kind of filled in a lot of gaps for me but yeah I'm very excited about it coming out finally in the states I'm I realized when I was at the the New York comic-con in November mm -hmm. I guess it was yeah. um, uh, October I, I think it was I, was it October yeah okay yeah our um, the, the following month November was our event and very yeah, close before I left for England I did that so yes. I realized that there are a lot of people in the states that have not yet seen it so yeah. it'll be 
really interesting to see the reaction over here. Well, we're just days away from its release. It's coming out on February the 8th, just days away from at the time where we're recording this right now. So it's very exciting. And as you said, a lot of people in the U.S. haven't seen it yet because it hasn't been available. It's only been available yeah. via uh, some, well, I guess it was televised on either Stars or one of those uh, premium channels years ago. And it really hasn't been circulated in video in any sense. And now since the series had come back, Back to the BBC in 2005, and this whole new surge of fandom. There's people. There's going to be the so many people demand, yeah. that are going to be discovering this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about that, and I, I spent a lot of time while I was in at the Comic Con in in New York, sort of explaining what the role was or the connection to mm-hmm. um, to the movie from the movie to the series, etc. And and it, it really became clearer and clearer to me, at least what I think my participation and the movie's sort of role plays yeah. in, in the whole uh, life of mm-hmm. this story of Doctor Who. You know, it's, sure. it's really cool. We've so, always it seen it as a bridge. We've seen it sort of right. a, as a perfect bridge to kind of bridge the, the series of old or the series that, that had been established before it's, it seized production or went on hiatus or canceled, whatever mm. term you want to use. And before the new series came out, this is a nice bridge that kind of ties the two together. Sure. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I really do because it it was there. There was a certain modernization of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and and uh, a lot of a lot of strides have been t- uh, taken uh, as far as special effects, and so it really was and is, I think, a bridge between the old the old run and the new run and yeah. um, certainly the snogging has taken off and there you, you know, go. become a and I sort of you know I feel sort of <laughs> responsible in some small way for the uh, you, you broke the, the ground for <laughs> <laughs> but it did it, taking place you know it really did break the mold and you know at the time even in the UK people thought that it was something that was quite Controversial, if not scandalous, because it had never really sort of happened in Doctor Who before. And then, you know, we're talking about this bridge and it sort of breaking the mold. But then, you know, when David Tennant came, well, even Christopher Eccleston, and then when David Tennant came along, every five minutes it seemed like whatever reason they could get into the show, you know, there would there would be a bit of snogging action going on between the Doctor and the companion. So, <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's good. I think that's fun, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Why not have have a little bit of that going on in the in the TARDIS? It's all about love, okay? It's about yeah. a big, big love. <laughs> and we, we you know we were just talking about the the demand for it. I mean, even every, everybody was saying because I guess it's been available on DVD in the UK at least when when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Since, what two thousand and one or something? And it's been the the real sort of. There has been a huge demand for it. Yeah, well, I come along and said, you know, why can't we get this in the States? People even ordering it from the UK, from Amazon. I mean, that's what I did. I I couldn't wait because I didn't know when, if when this didn't seem like it was ever going to come out. It had, you know, it's been years and it didn't look like it was ever going to come out. So I said, well, I'll get the the Region 2 DVD. And that's what I did. I bought it. You know, I have the Region 2 version of it. I haven't gotten the new one yet, and now I'm going to be curious to see. There there are differences. This has been updated, and there's going to be some new material, I believe, that's on this 
version. It's a two. It's a two disc set. So the original was only a one disc. Well, I can't say set. One disc, whatever. So DVD. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, there's more in this one. So even if you do have that original, uh, like I do, you'll still want to get this one. Absolutely, because I have to say, when I was listening to all of that, inf- I mean, just tons of information, I could not believe it. I mean, it just went on and on and on, and and so many different elements, so many different people participating in in uh, in the the movie itself and in in Doctor Who in general. But it was just really informative and funny, and lots of inside stories. And like I said, I I I'm I'm really kind of grateful that I didn't know all of that when I was embarking on this because I I, I think it would have just been a little too much pressure throwing you off a little bit yeah 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 it would have been just oh my god so yeah and it's fascinating it really is a really fun thing to listen to and watch so i hope everybody enjoys it definitely a bit of a little technical question which i'm not sure if if you would know but maybe i'm assuming that this was shot on video not film this movie I'm, I'm no, sh- I think it was film. Oh, it was. Okay, so there might be a possibility, even though there's, I guess the CGI was all done on via video, but I'm thinking maybe somewhere down the road there might be a possibility of a Blu-ray release in HD if it was shot on film. Huh. I wouldn't know that, but that would be exciting. That'd yeah. be cool. Would be very cool. Yeah, they may just have to redo the... The, the effects though or somehow you know kind of do that in hd because that might have been done in post and you know just rendered in sd being that's all that was going to be at that time so that could be yeah, the, that's that's beyond me i wouldn't yeah. know that but sounds like you know all about that stuff Lewis. <laughs> he's, he's he's a bit of a fan and you know unfortunately <laughs> and educated on filmmaking well, uh, in general i'm telling just you just an all-around geek that's all <laughs> <laughs> we, <love the> <laughs> we all have geek in us we do we do so, so um, i'm just a bit curious to to know when were you made av- uh, aware of that there were going to be this you know re-release as it were of of the of the dvd did they did the production team sort of approach you and and say you know would you would you be willing to to do something for the dvd or because I, I i don't know i have that's with me not I haven't picked up the DVD myself, so I don't know whether they'd sort of recycled some of the the old interviews that they'd done with you in the past and things, or, you know, what, what's the story? I don't think I remember seeing any interviews with me in that one. Maybe I avoided it, but uh, <laughs> I'm not good at listening to myself or watching myself. But I was certainly not approached by anyone in the production team, you know, about it. It's being released again and everything. However, I was approached uh, briefly to possibly uh, participate in the commentary that that Paul and Sylve did and would have killed to do it. But we just couldn't work out the logistics to get over there and uh, to get me to England to do it. And so I, I didn't get to participate in that, unfortunately. But you know what? They say nice things about me. So I'm thinking... <laughs> How could they not? Could they if not? I yeah. was there, they probably wouldn't have said all those nice things if I had been sitting there. So I'm kind of thrilled that in a way that I was just not in the room because they were very sweet. They had really sweet things to say about me, made me cry. <laughs> and so, but how could um, they not say nice things, Daphne? You're so lovely and, you know, every everybody <laughs> I think who, who meets you says what a... 
fantastic lady you are and how welcoming you are to fans, which really, you know, I think for for you, other than, you know, the big finish that things that you've done and so on, this was, for you, this is, is, is one job. And I think there would be so many people who would just think, well, you know, this is one job that I did 15 or so years ago. You know, why should anybody care about it? Why, why should I, you know, try to well, connect with fans over it, you know? Well, I'll tell you. Um, there's several things I can say about that. First of all, it was a unique opportunity. Um, it was it's it's a unique story. Actors, if they can, if they're lucky enough, will have a long, long career, and over the span of an entire career, you can probably count on one hand the really wonderful opportunities that come your way. There's a mm. lot of not great stuff out there that you've got to do to make a living and to keep working, but um, every so often, there'll be great opportunities. And that this was one of them. Um, I didn't even know at the time that it was a great opportunity as far as the longevity of, the, of my participation in sure. um, Doctor Who. So I had no idea, but just mm. all by itself, it was a great part. I was surrounded by a great, great cast, great crew, great director, producers, writers, everything was wonderful. And so, and, you know, shooting up in Vancouver is nothing to sneeze at. That's always a, a great, a mm. great time. It's beautiful and it's uh, fun and exciting. So the experience itself was wonderful. And so, and one of the sad things about being in the business, it's, it's kind of cool in a way. There's a gypsy quality to it. You're sort of you finish one project and you're on to the next and you're working with a whole different group of people. But you do sort of have a family. If you're working long enough, you do sort of create um, a kind of temporary family. And for me, I'm not always crazy about not being able to see these people again. But with Doctor Who, I get to see people again. I get to I get to every so sure. often, you There's know, hang out with the gang. and other events. In fact, in a couple of weeks, you'll uh, have a chance to see Daphne again at Gallifrey One in Los Angeles. She's going to be appearing there, so you have another opportunity if you haven't done, or if, you, if you've if you met her before, I'm sure you're going to want to see her again. She's going to be <laughs> at Gallifrey One this year. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And, and again, that's just another another opportunity to see my old family again and, and hang out. And, and then I really want to say this about the people that come to these events and that send letters and who are at all interested in in meeting me i um it it moves me as much as it could possibly move them so i mean it it, it matters to me so i i don't know if everybody feels like i do but i can only speak for myself and i have to say that it is a, always a moving experience and i'm I feel very honored to um, to be uh, um, where I am, and that anyone of these lovely people would want to hear anything I have to say about anything. So it is it is always a moving experience, and I am always honored, and I'm always very, 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 very grateful. So it 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 and it's I'm not. I know that sounds like kind of mushy and stupid or whatever, but I I really feel that way, and um, so. It moves me just talking about it. I want to thank everybody because I, I I don't think I can thank them enough. So, 
There well, you go. thank you for being a part of fandom and being a part of our, you know, experience with Doctor Who, and you know, you made it that much more enjoyable. And um, so we, the, the, I appreciate that. that. It, goes, it doesn't go unappreciated. I mean, you can kind of, after so many years, you can kind of detect which, uh, when you see people who are sincere and who may not be, and you definitely are the real thing. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. <laughs> You're making me cry. <laughs> I'm glad if we're on Skype and we're not on TV right now. <laughs> no, but it, it's true. You know, I've, I've the I've been very fortunate to to meet you several times, and you've always been so approachable. You know, even I've just seen other people walk up to you and just say, you know, hi, I really loved you. You were you were brilliant, and you've you know always taken the time to you know say hi to people and have a chat to them and listen to people and, and give them the time of day which is you know can be quite rare with again with somebody who's just you know you know walked onto a show and, and I, I know we, we talked a little bit about this before both on Podshock and you know when we've, we've met up for dinner and so on but you know I guess you at the time you didn't realize the magnitude of things and you said that that's been a a in in many ways a blessing because you might have found it a little bit too daunting otherwise if you did just should have showed up and thought well here's this show that's been on for 40 odd years you know and you're gonna have people following you with tinfoil hats and <laughs> showing up in my gown i tell you i saw a lady and they would made the gown that i wore in yes. the show and that was intense she looked fantastic it was beautifully made and but it was it was surreal. I just was like, wait, doppelganger. I don't know. This is freaking me out. But um, yeah, no, I I had no idea what was going on at the time. And 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 you know, as an, just as actor stuff, the last thing I want to be thinking about when I'm playing a part is anything except playing the part mm -hmm. and getting into so, the role. Yeah, there, if you're thinking about all the other residual stuff that things can, yeah. will happen or mm -hmm. will maybe happen and all that. It's really just gets in the way. You don't want to be too, um, confused or distracted. I don't know. Distracted, displayed. You want to be very, very focused uh, to do your job well. So, so yeah, that's another part of it. It's, it would have been intense and it's already intense. You just want to be focused on, on the job at hand when, when it's actually going on. So it takes a bit of discipline if you do get, like, you know, anytime you're up for a series, if you suddenly get onto a running series, there's so much stuff that kind of bombards you as you're going through doing your job. And so you've really got to have a lot of discipline to kind of set everything aside and get back down to the very simple um, and at the same time complex job of, of, of acting without acting do you know mm. so anyway we could we could do a whole segment on that but yeah it was a good thing that i was i was uh, ignorance is bliss in a way you know <laughs> yes so absolutely absolutely well you've mentioned a bit about you know the fact that you couldn't logistically you you wanted to do a commentary and and you couldn't get over to the uk for scheduling reasons and things you know what i think if you could we'd be really honored if you would be able to find the time to maybe even record a commentary with us because I'm sure there are loads of people out there who would love to hear Daphne Ashbrook sort of sit down and go through 
the movie and uh, watch it back and say, you know, this was cool and that was cool and, you know, remember that and give, give us a little bit of insight into to what it was like to be there back in, in 1996. Would, would you be willing to do that with this? I would love to talk about doing that. I think it would be so much fun. I, I again, it's like I, I have to say, I know that if I'd been over there, they wouldn't have been so sweet in their comments about me. So of course so they would. Kind of, of no, course no, they no. would. I don't know if they would have done that to my face, but, <laughs> but yeah, now I can say nice things about them. See, so even though I would say that to their face, and I do, as a matter of fact, I, I, I adore the two of them beyond adoring i just i adore them to pieces so and i just i have nothing but huge amounts of respect for their acting ability and i love watching them on the new stuff that they do even to this day i just think they're both wonderful so yeah that would be a blast i would love to talk about doing that thank you awesome awesome stuff well, we have a, a couple of weeks before Gallifrey One. Well, actually, less than that time now. So you have a chance to pick up a copy of this, or or maybe buy it at Gallifrey One and have Daphne sign a copy. And in addition to that, you, Daphne, you also, which you had announced and released at our last event back in November, you have a CD out, an album out with beautiful songs in it, and you'll have that available at Gallifrey One too, I believe. Yes, we will be having the the CD will be available and. Um, I, I was just listening to it a little bit today in the car when I was racing back over here. <laughs> and, um, and um, yeah, I know every so often I, I got to tune back in and sort That's of fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. you know, as, you know, we record these podcasts and edit them and well, whatever, I spend a lot of time. Sometimes you just don't have a chance to kind of listen back to them. But sometimes it is, it is interesting to go back. And, and I know James keeps our first episode on his iPod for some reason. Oh, yeah, just to remind me, <laughs> <laughs> to remind how bad we were yes. for this episode. Well, <laughs> I, it, you know, there's there's been a lot of improvement since then, but even so, you know, Daphne will attest to she finds it difficult to listen back to us herself. I'm I'm the same, but you know, well, ne- nevertheless, I mean, Grace Notes. Which yes, is I was just going to say C- exactly. I was just going to mention that. You know, yes, we we had a little bit of Daphne was very kind to send us a little bit of a. A scoop even before we sort of released mm. a few little what? snippets of it and the last time that we met you know when she was over here in the uk we were chatting about it and it's just it's not just sort of a an album that you can listen to as a doctor who fan it really is musically a, a phenomenal album and i think you've got a, a fantastic voice and i can't wait to hear you know hopefully you're going to release some more stuff in the future and i can't wait to hear that we're definitely going to be doing another one. I'm already uh, can't help myself but think about all these different tunes that I would love to put on the next one. And we've even got four, I think, tunes that we just couldn't fit onto the album that we uh, released Grace Notes. So um, yes, those we want to certainly finish up and, and put onto the new album. But I, I really love singing, and I it, it is... It is a very special, uh, I hate to keep using that word, but it's it's unique to anything else that I've done creatively. Sure. It, it's, and it, and it, it's instant. And everyone knows this because anyone who enjoys music knows this because it touches a part of you that nothing else does. And you react kind of instantly to that 
form of art. And mm. um, it sort of gets beyond a lot of stuff that maybe you have to work through when you're just watching a TV show or a play or reading a book even. Although I can maybe liken music to a book in a weird way because when you're reading a book and you're experiencing it as you're going through it, you're a participant in a weird way because you're imagining everything you're reading. Sure. And I feel that music is kind of like that. Maybe because it isn't visual for you, you're the visual medium for it. So maybe that's part of what it is. I don't know. I just really love to sing. And I used to sing when I was younger and I did a lot of musical theater and I stopped singing and, um, um, and you know, one, I hate to keep saying this, but I'm going to say it. My dad, the last time I saw my dad, he said, um, you know, don't, don't stop singing. And, hmm. and it was a really kind of weird moment that I never forgot. And I remember saying, oh, I won't. And then I just did. I just never really kept it up. And so when I started to sing with my daughter in the car, driving to and from school, et cetera, we started to harmonize together. And she has an incredible singing voice. I know I sound like a mom, but I'm not lying. Um, she, she appears on this album as well. <laughs> she does, She yeah. is all over the album. And that was one of my main desires, uh, was really to get mm. us singing together. And um, and it's it just makes me smile every time I, I hear it. And, um, and uh, so it's a labor of love. Uh, and I think it turned out pretty well. I think the songs are great. So mm. uh, it's definitely a, a great it. set of songs. And if you're a Doctor Who fan, there's even a nod there for you as well. Absolutely. I mean, th that's the thing that I, I mean, I think at least I first heard the, the track, I Don't Need No Doctor. <laughs> and we, we talked a little bit about this when we when we met up last. And the thing that, that struck me when I listened to the CD was the sheer range of different musical styles on the CD which sort of showcase your voice so well and sort of highlight the fact that you're not just such a, a, a talented actress but you, you you can you know bloody well sing and that's what's so fantastic about the album it's it's great that you can buy the CD and, and get it signed at Gallifrey and so on but also the fact that you're on iTunes and it's all over the, the place you can get your, your your mitts on it and I'd encourage everybody to do so because I think it's it's a fantastic uh, little album, and I, I can't Thank wait you for you so to, much. to release more. James, that's so sweet. I, I, it means so much to me, because um, you never know. You never quite know how people are going to respond. And um, and I'm sort of not the greatest you know, judge of me, So because it is difficult to listen to yourself. And it took a long time during the process, but I had to listen to it over and over again while we were putting it together. So um, I kind of now am beyond the cringing part that you kind of go, <laughs> oh, that's me. I can't that's listen me. to that. Turn yeah. it off. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, it's freaky. But so I'm sort of beyond that, thank God, and and I can listen to it, and I can't separate myself completely. I wish I could, so that I could try to get myself in 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 the shoes of someone else uh, who uh, isn't me, listening to it and see how they might respond. I can't quite get there, but I know these. I I love these tunes, and 
you know, my producer did an incredible job. Great it's job. A, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I, I think Peyton, my daughter, is just incredible. So, yes, I, I am very happy about it. I'm very thrilled that we did it. And, mm. um, and it is out there and you can get it anywhere and including my website and uh, DBG Records website, Dharma Paula uh, Records website. So it's out there for anybody who's interested. And um, and I, I just hope every I, I just hope it makes people smile. And it made me smile. It really did. And you, your dad, your dad was absolutely right. You should definitely you were right to keep singing. And, and what's he your website URL? Yeah. Just so our listeners well, know where to find it. My website is DaphneAshbrook.com. And again, it's DharmapalaRecords.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's Amazon, uh, CD Baby, and iTunes. All so over the web. It's, it's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is probably a testament to how much people love it, I guess, and how, you know. Yeah, no, we're getting a, we're getting some nice responses, and I'm, I'm, it does nothing but thrill me. So, because, it, I don't know, it's, it is like giving birth. It's like a baby. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking of which, Indeed. congratulations. Thank congratulations. you. Thank you so much. I know I'm showing, uh, but, you know, I didn't realize it showed through <laughs> Skype that much. <laughs> you and me both, mate. That time after Christmas. My word, my word. Oh, wow. Thank you, Daphne. That's really kind of you to say so. You know, complete I- surprise, but a wonderful one nonetheless. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, you guys are going to be, oh, you're going to have such a cute baby. I hope so. (laughs) Well, the next time you're over, you know. Yeah. We'll That's bring right. him or her along, and you'll have to say hello. <laughs> have yeah. a new host and you better for the send show. me lots of pictures in the interim. So. Oh, you know I will. You know <laughs> <Okay>. I will. <laughs> All right. Good. But thank you so much for taking the time out to have a chat with us, Daphne. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show and and to talk Absolutely. about reminisce about you know the 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 tv movie or the film or whatever you want to call it 1996 movie because it, it always is a pleasure having you here and, and i love you guys thank i love you, you too we're looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks okay yeah. sweetheart okay well <laughs> thank thanks you. again thank you i love you guys bye everybody And thank you once again, Daphne Ashbrook. It was great having you back on the show again. And it'll be great seeing you in a few days at Gallifrey One. And that's going to bring this episode of Doctor Who Podshock to a close. Remember to stay up to date on Doctor Who Podshock at Gallifrey One. Keep an eye on our website, podshock.net. But even more so, we'll be tweeting from the event itself. So you can follow the show on Twitter at Podshock is the Twitter account for the show. And it wouldn't be me if I wasn't tweeting from the event as well. So if you like, you could follow me on Twitter, and I'm at Lewis Trapani. You'll find links to all our Twitter accounts on our website, podshock.net. As I mentioned last time, the Sonic News Driver will be at Gallifrey One as well. There may be an episode coming your way from the convention. You can subscribe to that via iTunes or on arttrap.com. I know we continue to get feedback, and that's great, and keep them coming, and, well, we're going to get to them after Gallifrey One. You can call the Podshock Public Call Box at 206-600-6517 to leave your feedback. It's a voicemail system, 24 hours a day. Simply call it up and leave feedback there for the show, or you can record a voicemail message and send it to 
feedback at podshock.net. Thank you for listening to Doctor Who Podshock, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to Doctor Who Podshock, presented by the fan-run GallifreyandEmbassy.org. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Doctor Who Podshock theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions and is presented to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible in part by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode is also supported by the Podshock Podcast Companion app for iOS devices, available now in the iTunes App Store. Doctor Who Podshock! I thought you were a doctor! I thought you were a doctor!